Hi, everyone. My name is Jeffrey Smith, and I'm the founding executive director of the Institute for Responsible Technology. And uh, I would like to share with you uh, an amazing, it's like an advanced technique for personal development. Something that I discovered, I can't say it was fully by accident, but it's something that I want to share with you. I am about to enter the 25th year as a non-GMO activist. And there's something that happens or happened to me that I know happens to others when they step up to a role of caretaker for an aspect of nature or humanity, something larger than ourselves. Imagine for a moment that you personally um, accepted a role as, let's just be bold here, let's say you determine that it's your responsibility, not in a heavy way, this is the interesting part, to protect the genetic integrity of life on Earth. It's bodacious, it's audacious. It is so much bigger than how we normally think. And yet, this is an opportunity. And I'm going to break this down and then ultimately ask you in this moment to give it a try. So first of all, when I accepted the role as a global leader in the GMO movement. I just, it's not like someone said, here, here's your role, accept it. It was like there was a need and I decided to step up and fulfill that need. In fact, looking at the details, I heard a scientist in 1996, 25 years ago in two days, talk about the dangers of GMOs and I had in my mind a way to communicate it and a strategy that came to mind and I realized he was not the person to make that happen. He was a scientist but he wasn't really an articulate communicator in the way that it needed to be shared, aimed at the right people who could make a difference and I was like mm, maybe I should chip in a little. Well I chipped in a lot. And, and became more than full-time. And as you may know, I've spoken in 45 countries and written two books and made four movies. And the Institute for Responsible Technology has pioneered the behavior change messaging that resulted in that taking shape, taking hold. In fact, again, before I get to the invitation, no other NGO, no other nonprofit organization was focusing on the health dangers. And in my mind, it was a huge omission in the messaging that was happening in the world. So we focused on the health dangers and ignited a consumer movement that spread and had many, many other speakers and, and leaders as well. But we pioneered that because of an intuition and a calling inside. And not just that, but also an acceptance 
of a role. And here's where it's going to get personal. An acceptance of a role to take on a bigger responsibility and to feel good with it and to not carry it as a burden. And I'll tell you, when I stepped into that role, and it was a process, and I traveled as a we can say this, again, it sounds bodacious and audacious and whatnot, but it is an invitation now. As a spokesperson, on behalf of nature, on behalf of species that didn't have a human voice, and in this case, protecting the health of humanity from food that was carrying poisons, both the sprayed-on poisons and the poisons produced from the genetic engineering, it was like an advanced technique that polished the rough edges of my individual personality because I was operating above the individual personality level. And doing this day in and day out, year after year, for 25 years, it's been such a blessing for me personally, that I feel inspired to share with you this concept of stepping into a higher version of yourself, one who is in service to whatever is tugging in your heart, whatever inspiration is there, and to think huge. I like to say thinking big is so last century. We have huge issues now. And as we step into a new year, my invitation is a kind of New Year's resolution that can start right now as you are watching this. And before I give you the invitation, which I'm holding back just a little bit, I'm going to set it up more. For 25 years, we've been focused on convincing, conveying, accurate information about the health dangers of GMOs to the population so they would make wiser choices. They would believe that appropriately that GMOs were unhealthy. 48% of the world's population believes that according to a huge survey that was released this year. 51% of the U.S. population according to a survey I think was the end of last year. So we have accomplished something huge. Not big, huge. And we're about to embark as an institute, me personally, on something even huger. I'm not sure that's a word I want to use, but it works here. Because GMOs are so cheap and easy, anyone can become a genetic engineer for $169. You can download a do-it-yourself kit on Amazon. Please don't. The power of those kits are going to grow. The cost is going to go down. We're equipping an entire generation with the tools that can redirect the streams of evolution for all time. And once you release a GMO, if it remains viable in the outdoors, it can't be recalled. It becomes part of the gene pool and the corrupted gene pool becomes the new norm. And the most common result of genetic engineering is surprise side effects. Do the math. You release 100,000 new organisms, 
half a million new organisms. Before long, we've replaced nature permanently for all future generations. So our impact because of this technology is such that for the first time in human history, we can damage all living beings and all future generations. We can replace ecosystems and cause their collapse. That's where technology has gone. It's not about lamenting the fact that we've gotten here. Let's for the moment, for the sake of our psychology, assume that we have arrived at an inevitable time in human history. This was always going to happen. The question is, are we ready as a humanity to handle this technology? Just because we have it doesn't mean it's going to be deployed. We have the ability to create atomic bombs that could destroy all life on Earth. We haven't done that. That's good news. We have the ability to forever replace nature. We haven't done that. But the explosion of an atom bomb is obviously destructive and needs to be prevented. The release of a single new GMO into the environment is easily overlooked in its capacity to harm, like releasing an invasive species into an ecosystem, well-intentioned disaster. Now, that's the setup. So, if this is the inevitable time in human history, and we want to hope that humanity has risen to the challenge to hold that technology, we can comfortably point our fingers and say, I hope humanity over there gets this. So here is the challenge for you. Can you personally make a change right now in this moment to take shared responsibility to protect and steward the integrity of the gene pool for all living beings and by that virtue of how nature works for all future generations. Can you step up into your higher relationship with nature to speak for those beings that don't have voices in English, in human languages, but whose purity of genetic expression is precious? Now, in doing so, Please don't make it a burden. Imagine what I would be like if for 25 years, every time I spoke about GMOs or talked about Monsanto, and I felt a constriction and an anger and a heaviness. Talk about unsustainability. That's a way to burn out. That's not the leadership that I wanted to present as a model. That's not the way I wanted to be an activist. If we want to create a beautiful planet, a beautiful world, something, we need to model that level in our hearts, 
and in our minds. So this is an honor. This is an honor to do something, to do more good than our ancestors had the ability to do because they never had a technology that could do such long-term permanent damage. Now that we have that technology, it is an honor to be a protector. Think about yourself as a protector, part of the protection vanguard of humanity to say, no, no, not on my watch. I will take responsibility and share this responsibility with others to make sure we don't screw it up for our children and their children's and their children's so that we end up protecting nature so that they too can inherit the products of the billions of years of evolution and not the catastrophes of the genetic time bombs cooked up in laboratories by well-meaning scientists who want to improve nature but haven't come to the level of realization of our role as humanity. And that I invite to be your job. I'm not, I remember interviewing Alison Armstrong for a previous online program and she said, so many people stop at this point because of the how monster. The how monster is, but, 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 how do I do it? I love that because it's how she thinks the way I think. It's not important for this stepping up that you know how. It's a yes that you say, I'm going to be part of that part of humanity to protect the genetic integrity of this planet. And then that becomes an invitation for the how to materialize. So, please, this is the moment in time now where I'm inviting you, whether you're watching this live with me now, and hello everyone for checking in, I see you all here, or whether you're watching this at the beginning of the new year and thinking about a resolution and who you can be, this is an opportunity to be way bigger, way bigger than humans have traditionally defined themselves in terms of their role. We don't have hundreds of years of examples of stepping into a steward of nature and its gene pool. This is new. And so it is an honor that we can share together and say yes to this. How? Let it materialize. I'll give you some ideas now and also in the future. Certainly, you can go to protectnaturenow.com and look at some of the materials that we have created that act as an alarm, a wake-up call for others about this capacity we have now to replace nature. Look at some of the videos, look at some of the interviews, sign up and receive regular updates. For those of you who like to contribute financially, it is an amazing way to feel part of the team. There's those of us at the Institute, our job is to do this work. We spend all of our working hours doing this. 
Now, if you take some money and support us through a donation, and you can go to protectnaturenow.com and make a donation. If you did this as a donation, it means some of your working hours where you make money is being used in this capacity. Whether your whatever work you're doing, part of the fruit of that labor is being the fuel for this work to take place. So you have the complete natural right to feel part of the team, part of the resources, part of the magnificence of what's going on in as we in humanity step up as nature's protector. And it is completely appropriate to feel one of the team, one of the vanguard, if the way that you're doing this is through a contribution, a financial contribution. And for this, I recommend doing it on a monthly basis, whatever you can spend. So you feel that continuity, that this is part of your ongoing gift, part of your ongoing stewardship for nature, part of your response to the special need of the time. Remember, this is new. Humanity has never been here before. It's inevitable. We don't want to say, oh, it's terrible that humanity got here. It's that we have to raise the responsibility of humanity to meet the technology so that we can protect nature going forward. So it's as if the technology is demanding of humanity, of you, of me, to step into a bigger role. Not to be in the blinders and the parochial thinking, but to say, okay, as part of humanity, it is such an interesting thing. We have not been trained to be global leaders in our schools. Our schools often are disempowering. I can go on and on about how the American school system was designed by the, like the Prussian to create good soldiers and to create good, good workers, but not necessarily great thinkers and leaders. Part of the way that society is structured gives our power away, and that's part of the problem. That's the epidemic that has allowed GMOs to take place around the world, that people think, oh, it's another person's responsibility. I'm sure they're doing a good job. It's not my responsibility. It, the FDA will look at it. The FDA says, Monsanto will look at it. The scientists don't do the work. Everyone just passes the, the buck down the line, and now we're in this situation. So we need to overcome that habit of humanity. We all have it. We all have the capacity and the practice of giving away power in some capacity. And now we get to take it back. It's as if our survival, not just as a species, but as a planet, is requiring us to step up. Whether you consider it a psychological step up, a spiritual step up, it is like the need of the time. And if it's true that it's the need of the time, then it means that the alarm is actually going off right now. If you've heard my words and you feel this 
energy inside you like, yeah, this is needed by humanity. This is needed by me. This is the wake-up call. This is what I wanted to share with you today. And it's kind of the fruits of my 25 years as an activist, as a leader, to see what does that mean? And how can I share that experience and convey it? So, Happy New Year. I invite you to join the team in whatever way that works. But the first step is to break the boundaries of the small thinking and to step up into the yes that's waiting for you. Okay, safe eating, everyone. Let's protect nature. She deserves our attention. Thank you for listening to Live Healthy, Be Well. Please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with. Or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe. This podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. Please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe eating.